Amen. All right. Well, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 7. John chapter 7, and we're going to start reading in verse 11. It says, Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him, for some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceiveth the people. Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but him that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil who goeth about to kill thee. Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and ye all marveled. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If any man on the Sabbath day receive circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me? Because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day. Judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment. Well, I want to start today, I want to start a much-needed series, I believe, on righteous judgment. And uh, specifically, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm speaking on specifically today, but righteous judgment is something that we're forgetting about. Here in this story with Jesus, you have these people all trying to accuse Jesus of stuff. And you've got conflicting information coming His way. You know, who's telling the truth? What's going on here? And these people, they're trying to accuse Jesus of breaking one of the laws. But the truth is, when it came down to it, it was kind of a complicated situation, I guess you could say. And he says a very great statement here. He says, judge not according to the appearance. Things are not always what they appear to be. You know, sometimes we can see things and we might think we're seeing something. But, you know, yeah, it appears that way. I'm suspicious. But you know what? We can't always go off of the appearance. We can't always go off of how things look. And so Jesus said, judge righteous judgment. What's he talking about here? Well, you know what? In the Old Testament law, God gives us judgments. God tells us how we're supposed to judge matters. All right? I know you've had judge not, judge not, judge not shoved down your throats over the years because nobody ever wants to be judged about anything. We will be talking about that in a future sermon. But understand, we are supposed to judge things, but we're supposed to judge righteous judgment. But you know what? Unfortunately, many people do not know how to do that. And in this passage here, you see a group of people, they're looking for fault with Jesus. If you look for fault in somebody, you're going to find it. And think about it. They're looking at somebody perfect and they're finding fault. Now, was it, was it legit? Absolutely not. We're talking about Jesus here. And, they are, you know, and that was... You know, that a whole, if you look for fault, you're going to find it. You're going to find something that appears to be wrong in your eyes. People did that with Jesus. I think some of these people that were going after Jesus were probably sincere. But boy, were they dead wrong in their appearance. And these, they were convinced they found fault. It appeared he was at fault. It appeared that he had broken a law. But the truth is, it didn't. Jesus said, you know, sometimes things aren't as they appear. So you need to judge righteous judgment. And you know what? I know we've got a lot of senior citizens here today. I personally don't think this applies to you as much because y'all are old school. 
Alright, you know, we got a lot of people that are old school and they're thinking and how they handle things. But let me tell you something about my generation. My generation's stupid, alright? My generation is a joke. My generation doesn't have a clue about righteous judgment. They don't know how to handle anything. They don't have a clue about anything. And it, I'm telling you, you know I'm telling the truth. I mean, you see it. That's right. They could get, you, know, you all could get up and preach this sermon for me right now. You, they testifying right there on my behalf. I'm telling you the truth. Our generation is a joke. We don't know how to handle things. We don't know how to judge righteous judgment. Our government, our court system, it is corrupt. It is perverted. It is disgusting. The people who are making our laws, our senators, our legislators, they are, they are wicked as all get out. And the things that they are pushing out there, the things that the news media is shoving down our throats, it is, it has gotten into us. And it's gotten into our way of thinking. And I am seeing God's people judge things the exact same way the world does. I'm seeing God's people judge things exactly the way the news media does it, the way our government does it, our perverted, wicked government. And God's people are judging things the same way. We ought to be, a, we ought to be better than that. I expect that, that, that the bad judgment to come from a bunch of reprobates out in Washington, D.C. But I don't expect it from God's people. I expect it from some of these people that I'm convinced are demon-possessed. But I don't expect it from people that are supposed to have the Holy Ghost, to have unrighteous judgment, and, the t- and not just, un- I mean, just wicked, wicked judgment that is, I mean, it is identical to what we see coming out of the Washington, D.C. Where did it, you're like, where, how does this happen to people? It's because, you know, they're watching the news. They're hearing these things all the time, and it has changed us. It has changed us. Things that people never would have done before, never would have said before, they are saying it now. And we have got to get back to judging righteously. I want to read just a few quotes to you. That these, that, uh, these are quotes from Democrats. And don't think I'm just picking on the Democrats. All right? I'm just as disgusted with the Republicans as I am the Democrats. All right? I, uh, I hate them both equally. All right? I, I'm free from all prejudice in that area. I, I, hate, I hate them equally. But listen to this. This is what Harry Reid, Harry Reid at the time, I believe at the time he was the Senate Majority Leader. Okay, that's a that's pretty high up there in Washington D.C. You'd think these people who are in these high positions would have a little bit of knowledge when it comes to law and how things work. But he, he told this website uh, when, that uh, a person that had invested with Bain Capital called his office. And talking about Mitt Romney said he hadn't paid his taxes in 10 years. An anonymous source told him he hadn't paid his taxes in 10 years. And this is what he said. Harry Reid said he didn't pay his taxes for 10 years. Now, do I know that this is true? Well, I'm not certain. Well, then why are you saying it? Why in the world would you as a senator go and another guy who's you know, running for the highest office in the land just get out there? What makes you think you can just throw out a rumor that you got from an anonymous source? Do you realize how wicked that is to just throw out a rumor about somebody? He didn't say, no, I saw evidence of this. No, an anonymous person called my office and told me this. And you're just going to get up there and just throw out that accusation. Well, I don't think Romney paid his taxes either. Okay, can you, all right, if you want to, if you're going to say that, okay, I'm, I know y'all are Americans in here, but let me tell you, I'm not a stinking American. I'm a Christian, all right? I'm a citizen of Israel. And let me tell you something. You don't come to me and just throw an accusation about somebody when you have no evidence. Okay, all right, great. You think that. Now show me what makes you think that. 
Did you see his tax returns? Have you seen his financial reports? No, but I just don't like him. Oh, so that means you're just justified to say whatever about it. I don't like Mitt Romney either. But you know, I don't know. And people just think they can go and say things like that. And um, one person, I forgot who it was that said this. This is a famous quote. You know, the nature of the evidence is irrelevant. It's the seriousness of the charge that matters. Okay, now I know, listen, if you're a typical American, that doesn't sound that bad. But you all realize that before you should charge somebody with something, you need to have evidence. And they're saying, no, we got to look into this. Not because we've got evidence, but because, boy, that's a serious charge. Well, you know what? I charge you with murder. You know, yeah, I think Brother Lonnie's probably killed somebody before. Oh, well, we got to open an investigation now. Well, well, where's your evidence? Well, I don't have any, but man, that's a serious charge. So we need to find out. So now we're all going through Brother Lonnie's past history. We're calling up all his family members, breaking into his house, you know, looking at his computer, you know, doing all these things, just invading his privacy just because some ding dong came along and just threw an accusation out at him. Oh, we got to do something about it because it's the seriousness of the charge. That is so ridiculous, folks. But welcome to America. And that's not just happening in Washington, D.C. It happens amongst God's people. They're that stupid when it comes to these things. Hillary Clinton. That's something else she said. Now, once again, if some of this stuff might not sound that weird to you, just understand you've been watching way too much news. And you need to take a break from that stuff. But listen to what Hillary Clinton said when she was speaking to sexual assault victims. Okay? Sexual assault victims. Oh, well, we we need... By the time you probably better be careful about what you're going to say here because she's talking to victims here. You know what she said to them? She said, you have a right... To be heard, you have a right to be believed. Now, wait a minute. What's so wrong? Here's the thing. What if some woman just comes along and accuses me of something and I haven't done anything? Do now all of a sudden? I mean, no evidence. No evidence. But she has the right to be believed. Because where for victims? Where for helping those who are weaker? Yes, but do you understand we're supposed to have a love for law and justice and we don't want to go and hurt somebody that's innocent. And so when somebody throws an accusation out, we have no right to just go running with it unless there's some clear evidence. That's the way that's the mentality people used to have. All right. Those of you that are old school in here, you understand that you get that. But you do realize that is not what is going on in this country today. We just have accusations being thrown out everywhere. The news media, one of the things they do, knowing how stupid the American people are, you know, they'll just, what they'll do, they'll put a headline out there, you know, with some crazy charge, you know, Trump lied, question mark. Well, now they're not saying he lied, but it's like putting your head, oh, did he lie? You know, Trump cheated on his taxes, question mark. You know, so they're not lying. Yeah, the question's out there. Okay, well, here's the thing. Who asked the question? What made them ask the question? What evidence did they see to cause them to ask the question? Well, I don't know, but that's a pretty serious charge. You know what Trump needs to do? Trump needs to show us his tax returns. Because, you know, and then this will all go away. So, wait. If now somebody just throws out an accusation, absolutely no basis, and he's required to defend himself. You know, we used to have an a- attitude around here, innocent until proven guilty. We used to have an attitude that the burden of proof is on the prosecution. But that's not the case today. And the way it is today, you get accused of something and it's up to you to prove otherwise. 
And we've seen these things too where these women come out about some guy who... He's always, it's always when he's running for office. Whenever some guy's running for office, some woman from 30 years ago comes along and says he did something. Now, do I think, do, you know, do I trust politicians? No. Do I think there are, a lot of them are probably perverts? Yes. All right. That's what I think. But at the same time, we have no right to hold a man accountable for something that just one woman said with no proof from 30 years before. You know how, you know how wicked that is? Do you know how wrong that is? Do you realize what, what we are doing, a pre, the precedent that we are setting? That type of thing ought to be ignored. But here's the thing. A lot of this stuff, it's not going to the courts. Because, you know, the courts aren't even going to pay attention to it. There's no evidence. But we've got our dingbat news media. we got the social media world that runs with it. And they just start attacking. And these people got news reports out there. And all of a sudden now, they got to defend themselves. And they got to tell everybody what they were doing. From this time and that time, from 30 years ago, who can do that? You all don't even know what you're doing three days ago. And yet these guys are supposed to know what they were doing 30 years ago. And they and they're they're required to give proof of what they did. No, they are the accused. The accuser is the one that's supposed to give proof. But we don't even think that way anymore. And our wicked, vile news media will take those stories and wall-to-wall coverage of an accusation with no proof. And what do the American people do? They sit there and watch it and make their ratings go up. Man, you ought to boycott those goofballs. You ought to turn that junk off and never listen to them again. Let those people be forgotten. They, that, is, that is as wicked as all get out. And as Christians, we should have a love for two things. Justice and mercy. Look what it says in Micah 6, 8. He that he hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Listen, there is nothing wrong with wanting justice and seeing bad guys go down. You know, I, I think that's appropriate. If you get happy, if you're excited when they catch the murderer and he goes down, I don't think you're a bad person for that. It's okay to want to see the bad guys get justice. But at the same time, you ought to love mercy too. We ought to love mercy. So here's the, here's the thing too. And this is, I've preached on this before. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. One of my favorite things about being a Christian, you know, I'll just, I'll just admit it. You know, we're all tempted with power, right? You know, we all like to get a little bit of power, don't we? We all want some power. Well, you know what? One of the things I like, one of the power that God has given me a power and an authority that I have that I like. I have the ability, I have the power and the authority, and I'll beat my chest about it all day long, to forgive things that are done to me. Not only can I forgive people, I can show them mercy. I have the power that when somebody does an injustice to me, that I can take that injustice and I can say, you know what, forget it, and I can show mercy back to that person. God has given me that power to do that. And you know what? I love that power. I, I like to use that power and I'll use it all day long. I, I had people got, get mad at me recently because somebody that was doing me wrong, they got busted and I pretty much gave them a free pass. And it was like, you know, how do you do that? How do you let the bad guy go away? You know why? Because the bad guy was a bad guy to me. And I have that power. Well, he did bad to other people too. Well, you know what? I gave them the information they needed and I said, you take it, you do what you want to with it. 
I have the power to forgive what's done to me and none of you have anything you can say about it. You all can like it or lump it. But I will forgive who I want to forgive. I will show mercy to who I will show mercy to. And you have nothing to say about it. Now, if something's done to you, okay? If something's done to somebody else, I don't have the right to forgive that person. If you get, if you get your house broken into tonight and somebody steals your stuff, I don't have that power and authority to come along and say, you know what, I forgive him. They caught him, but we're going to let him keep the stuff. All right? I, I do not have that power, okay? While I do have a lot of power with what God has given me to forgive and show mercy, I don't have the power to do that. And so I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that up to you. And that, that's, that's totally on you, what you want to do with it. But, you know, we ought to love mercy. That ought, we ought to be anxious to show mercy, ready to show mercy to those who wrong us, but yet we ought, we ought to do justly too. We need to do things right. If there's somebody bad, when bad things go on, we ought to want justice and we got to make sure we're doing justice. But unfortunately, many people today, they don't even know what justice is. They, they think justice is what these... I don't know. People... I can't think of anything nice enough to say. These people out there protesting all the time and holding signs and you know screaming for justice. They think that what these people are wanting is justice. Those people don't even know what justice means. They have no clue what justice is. That's what American people think of. But real justice we find in the Word of God. And when so when we're personally wrong, that's our opportunity. That is our opportunity to get to use that power and show mercy. When something's done to someone else who is innocent. We, have, we do have a responsibility many times to do something to help that person. There are some things that God has given us a responsibility to deal with. And so how far you know, do we need to go to protect ourselves from bad people? You know, should, okay, you know, I'm a friendly person. I like making friends with people. Okay? If somebody reaches out to me and wants to be my friend, you know what I've never done to anybody? I've never done a background check on anybody that's wanted to be my friend. I've never done a background check on anybody. I didn't do a background check on any of you people. I've never done a background check on any of my preacher friends. I just, I haven't done it. You know, I've never, I've never hacked their computer. I've never hacked their computer to find out what I, uh, I need to know. I need to know if these are good guys or bad guys. You know what? I can be friends with who I want to be friends with. I, I, you know, I'm not, I don't need to do that. I don't need to call up their neighbors, get the lowdown. I'm not going to do that. I, I, do, I am not required to do that to protect myself. You know what? I'm okay with being vulnerable. I'm okay with giving people the benefit of the doubt. I'm okay with putting myself in a situation where somebody might lie to me, where somebody might do me wrong, where somebody might hurt me. You know what? I'll take that chance with people. I would rather just be friendly and be ready to forgive if I need to forgive and show mercy if I need to show mercy. I'm not going to go out there. I don't feel like I'm required and have the need to be guarding myself and make sure I don't let anybody with any type of badness come into my life. And so I'm going to do everything I can to check up on these people. I'll leave myself vulnerable. And if I get hurt, I get hurt. That, that's fine. I can, I can take it. I can deal with it. And so, you know, for, and so an example I want to give you, all right? Because once again, most people today, we don't, think, we don't think right when it comes to certain things. And what I'm talking about today is I want to talk, I want to show you from the Bible. I probably want to get through all this today. But when it comes to accusations, okay? And the, the title of this message is Making and Receiving Accusations. Okay, accusations are a very, very serious thing that we ought to be very careful with. 
And uh, so kind of an illustration. All right. So let's suppose that you have a neighbor that you suspect is a drug dealer. Okay. We used to have a neighbor that we suspected of being a drug dealer. First house we lived in right across the street. We were convinced that guy was a drug dealer. We didn't know his name. We called him the drug dealer. Uh, why did we call him a drug dealer? Well, you know, uh, cars were always stopping by his house late at night and they'd run in and run out with a bag. And I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know that that's drugs, but you know, we, we would notice that. We were nosy, always kind of looking out the window, watching what was going on, watching him and his girlfriend getting fights all the time. We watched him get locked out of the house one time. I mean, we, we'd, we'd see these things and we, we called him the drug dealer. We didn't know his name was, but we were convinced that, that he was a drug dealer. Now, because we were convinced he was a drug dealer, you know, should we have called the police? You know, with just that information? I mean, you know, how, how should we have handled that? Should I have gone over to his house and confronted him? Sir, are you a drug dealer? You know, should I have gotten a posse together and raided his house and to find out, well, you know, you don't understand, I hate drugs and what it does to people. I'll do whatever I've got to do to take down the drug dealers. Well, here's the thing. Who gave me the authority to do that? Who gave me the authority to just go breaking into somebody's house and arresting him? I have not been appointed to that position. And is that enough evidence? Just the fact that I see something that looks that looks suspicious. <laughs> That's very true. That was probably the real reason I didn't do it. But the truth is, Jesus said, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Like, what is righteous judgment? You know, I... His house, I looked at his house and it doesn't have a stay no to drug sticker on the front door. Some people have those. So I don't know. He might not. How am I supposed to know if he's for drugs or against drugs? He doesn't have a sticker on the, his front door. When I'm looking at his house, I can't tell that he's against drugs. And you know what? A lot of us neighbors, we think that he might be doing drugs in there. And so you know what? It's up to him now to prove he's not. Is that, is that righteous at all? Or is that just stinking wicked right there? You know what? That's stinking wicked. Oh, well, I noticed too in the front of his house and his doorstep, he had a welcome Matt it says, welcome, it says all welcome. So he welcomes, he welcomes homos in his house and perverts in his house. And we shouldn't go in the house. He's got homo. He's probably got homos in there. He's probably got this. That. Really? All right. Just, just, well, it's not clear. Well, I, if it's not clear, then you know what? Leave it alone until it's clear. Shut up. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but you know what? Sometimes we got to learn. This generation needs to learn just to shut up. And they keep their mouth shut. All right, who cares what you think? Hey, we had a situation here. I'm embarrassed about it. We had a guy here. We had a missionary here. He preached. And he was trying to raise support. And he brought all his kids. And he did not bring his wife. And he had a young lady with him. And, you know, I'm nice. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But my wife doesn't, all right? And I heard about that all the way home. I can't believe he did. You know, there's no way I would let you travel around with some young lady like that. You know, and she, I mean, she's just hammering me for it. I mean, I'm getting the snot beat out of me for something that he did. Well, we never took him on for support or anything like that. And she, she told me, she said, I saw him wink at her. I was like, are you sure? He's like, no, I, I saw him. I said, you know, you sure one of the kids wasn't there and he's weakened to the kids? You know, I, I'm, I'm giving all these things. That, that's how I am, folks. I'm sorry, all right? I'm not looking to go out and hang people. 
Now, my wife is, but I'm not. I'm giving all these excuses like, ah, you know, we're not worried about it. Well, a couple of months later, I get a phone call that his wife had gotten shot and killed. And I remember as soon as I heard that, I did not want to tell my wife about it. Because the first thing that popped into my head was the worst, too. I'll admit it. It popped into my head. But, you know, I was like, I can't find him guilty just for that. I wasn't going to say anything, but I had to tell her about it. Well, I told her about it. Right there, judge, jury, and executioner. He, I mean, immediately, as soon, I mean, the original story was it was a robber. You know, but immediately she convicted him of murder. Now, eventually the courts tried him and they convicted him of murder too. But at the same time, should he have gone to prison for her judgment? Okay, no, with what she had, that's not enough to hang anybody. Okay, but she did in her mind. Now, would she have actually thrown him in prison? No. But do you understand, though? We did not we did not go say one thing to anybody about it. We didn't go post it on social media. We didn't do it. It was none of our business that while that situation of him bringing the young lady, you know, while it wasn't the most appropriate situation, while there was a possibility that there was a wink that had taken place. Nobody goes should go to prison for that. But you know what most people would have done? They would have immediately taken that to Facebook, taken it to social media, and just throwing things out there, throwing suspicion their way in a completely unjust way. That is wicked. Sometimes we're going to see things, we're going to make judgments, and we might be right. I may have been right about that drug dealer across the street from our house. You may be right if you suspect somebody being a pervert. Well, you know, I saw him wearing a pink shirt, or he wears skinny jeans, or, you know, but is that enough to hang somebody? No, no, just because I think now I might be right, but until I have clear evidence, I have no business, no right throwing suspicion that way, hurling accusations. That's wicked. And of course, you know, after everything went down, you know, I had to hear my wife. I was right. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. Okay, great. You knew it. But, you know, at the same time, and she didn't, she didn't go out broadcasting it to the world and all that type of thing. But. It, if it would not, it still, even though he was guilty, it still would have been wrong for us to go posting that on social media and gossiping to the world about it. It would have been wrong for us to do that. But on, but most people, they don't think that way. You know why? Because they're just, they're too stupid, all right? They're too American. They, they don't understand justice and how things work. And accusing somebody is a very serious and it's a very dangerous business. It's okay to do it. It is okay. An accusation is not a sin. But a false accusation is as wicked as all get out. Let me look at Deuteronomy chapter 19. Deuteronomy chapter 19 and verse 16. It says, If a false witness rise up against any man to testify against him, that which is wrong, then both the men between whom the controversy is shall stand before the Lord, before the priests, and the judges which shall be in those days, and the judges shall make diligent inquisition, and behold, if the witness be a false witness, and hath testified falsely against his brother, then shall ye do unto him, as he had thought to have done unto his brother, so shalt thou put the evil away from among you, and those which remain shall hear and fear, and shall henceforth commit no more any such evil among you. And thine eye shall not pity, but life shall go for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, 
foot for foot. Do you see what it's saying right here? So if I come along, now we don't have the death penalty in too many places, but if I come along and I accuse somebody of murder, and it is proven that I'm a false witness, if the sentence would have been death or even prison, as it would be in this country, and I was a false witness, I should get whatever he would have gotten. If I accuse Brother A of murder and it's death penalty and it, find, it comes out that I'm a false witness, I should be killed. That's what the law says. That's what, that's what God's Word says. Now, we don't do that in this country. If I go and I say somebody stole something from me, Brother Lonnie stole $100 from me, then you know what? If the penalty would be him paying me fourfold if he did it and I lied about it, I now pay him fourfold. I owe him $400. That's what justice is. That's what righteous law is. That's what righteous judgment is. And do you understand that because we do in America, you can make all the accusations you want. You can go on social media. You can accuse people whatever you want. And we got a bunch of morons that will hear the accusation and demand that that person prove that that's false instead of demanding the accuser prove things. And just a side note, what in the world... I mean, why would you go to social media to make the accusation? All right, that's just a side note. But that's, that right there is, is wicked to do that. And, and so God said, you're going to give them whatever he thought to have been done to his brother. You know why? So everyone else will hear and they will fear because this is a great evil. They will corrupt the legal system. We can't have false accusations being thrown around. It creates problems. It creates conflict. It hurts people. That, and we've got to be very, very careful on how we handle these things. And listen, if, if you know somebody did something that's wrong, go ahead and accuse them. That's fine. You are righteous in accusing somebody of something that they sure enough did. But you better be right in what you're saying. Otherwise, you are as wicked as all get out. And in our, in our country, we do not have that law. But let me tell you something. We're Christians today. Alright? We are supposed to submit to the laws of God. Okay? We are supposed to hold ourselves to these things. And while we're not going to go, you know, why we shouldn't go kill ourselves if we make a false accusation, we ought to at least have enough character to say, you know what? The Bible says you make a false accusation of somebody, you ought to get whatever you thought would, would be coming to them and say, you know what? Yeah, I could make that accusation. I could hurt that person that I don't like. But you know what? I'm not going to do it. Because while there will be no consequences in our perverted country, God hates that. God hates a false witness that speaketh lies. God hates him that soweth discord among the brethren. It's an abomination to him. One of the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. We're not supposed to carry false information around. Well, it's not my fault. This person told me. Well, it's, you're still bearing the false witness. Yeah, but I didn't make it up. Yeah, but you're bearing the false witness. Why don't you get some confirmation? Okay, you're the one that saw it. You know, I, I, and I'm telling you, listen, I am not a judge. I never ran for judge. I have no desire to be a judge. But yet, I've got people these days, they want to make me a judge of a situation and they want to bring me their second and their third hand sloppy evidence and they want to throw it on me and tell me to make a judgment on it. And I'm sorry, I'm going to judge righteous judgment. And I don't give a rip about your second and your third hand information. I don't give a rip about your lies. I don't give a rip about what you somebody said they think they saw. And you know what? Here's the thing. 
You all just declared me the judge of this imaginary world and this imaginary nation where I have all this power. Well, guess what? In my imagination where I have all this power, I say, who cares? Forget it. I'm out. I'm done with it. I don't have to mess with this stuff. I, I just, I, it's, it's crazy the way people think today. Where does this come from? Where does, you know, I'm, social media is the problem, folks. Social media, collective stupidity, all coming together and just latching on to people and it spreads like a fungus. And I'll tell you, I'm new to some of this stuff. And I'm asking myself, in the Sodom and Gomorrah of the internet world, that places like Facebook are, am I just ready to let it burn or do I still want to try to save some people out of there? And I'm about, I'm about ready to just walk out and let the fire and brimstone fall on, on that place because I sure don't want that stupidity rubbing off on me. I don't want that sick, disgusting fungus growing on me and messing me up and making me as stupid as all these other people. These, you know, all these people, they don't have low IQs. You know, they weren't born with some you know, mental deficiency. Okay? It's something that happened to them. It happened to them from the constant stupidity that they have surrounded themselves with. And we should, before we make an accusation, we better be willing to die for what we said. We better be willing to die. Now, nobody's going to put us to death for lying. Our country is a joke. Okay? But at the same time, you know, at the same time, you know, we ought to have as much conviction about what we're saying as if we were in a situation where we would die. Now, some people are just so stupid and they're so stubborn. They will die for a lie. They will die before admitting that they are wrong about anything. Don't look at that person and think they have any conviction in their life. They're just as stubborn as a mule and as stupid as one, too, if you ask me. I'm sorry I'm having a bad attitude about some of this stuff, folks. But, you know, I, I hate I hate wickedness. All right? I'm, I, I, I got to get this stuff off my chest so I can keep being a nice person. All right? I'm not holding there. But we should never, ever, and I don't have to ever, listen to the witness of someone who has proved themselves to be a bad witness. You know why? They should be put to death. That person, that, you know, that town crier, okay? This, this is what I'm seeing in the social media world, okay? This is, this is something I've learned in the last few months, okay? There was a time... When, you know, nighttime, evening comes around, back in the days of farming, back before television, people didn't have anything to do except, you know, get together, socialize, you know. And what would often happen, you know, we've all seen the mob scenes and the lynch parties and the witch hunts and things and the angry villagers with the pitchforks. Why did they do that? It's always because there was some idiot, the town idiot, the town, you know, the village idiot would go and he would get the town all stirred up about something. Everybody's fine. Everybody's relaxed. But the village idiot comes in. He gets everybody all fired up about something. He gets them all up in arms and they all go out with their torches and pitchforks ready to take somebody down because they want justice. And the truth is, they're just a bunch of bloodthirsty jackals is all that is all that they really are. Well, then. Television comes along and everybody is now in their house. We don't socialize. We don't get amongst people. But now we have another thing that came back and it brought us back to that. And it's the social media world where now people are watching TV and stuff. They're all back to, you know, communicating and all, you know, connected with each other. And then you got the village idiots that are on the Internet world that go and they get everybody all fired up on there. 
And they get their collective stupidity comes together and they do. They go on their witch hunts. They get out there with the pitchforks and the torches and all these things and they go on the attack. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's but it is the reality of what is going on. And a lot of these people that are out there that start these lies and they get busted. But, you know, we're America. We don't put those people down. We don't take away their social media from them. But what we could at least do is say that person's a proven liar. That person is the village idiot. And you know what? We don't take accusations from them. And if you do, if you come to me with a false accusation, you lie about something, you get busted. Don't be mad at me when I don't listen to you the next time. Don't be mad when I just completely ignore it. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm right this time. This time I'm right. This time I've got proof. I don't care. I don't care. I, all I have is your word. You could be correct, but you are a proven liar and a proven deceiver. And I'm not, I, I, I don't have to listen. In my world, all right, in this fantasy world where you have made me a judge, I throw out. In, in my world, in my fantasy world, where I'm the judge, okay, that you're playing a part in because you're bringing this evidence to me, we kill false witnesses. And so you know what? You're dead to me. And I don't have to listen to what you say. So I'm sorry, but if we're going to play this game of fantasy world, you lie to me about somebody, I will never listen to you again because you are dead to me in my world. In my, where I'm a judge. So just, just deal with that. Remember that, folks. Listen, this is, I like power. Okay? I'll admit it. Okay? I know, but... Where I've worked in the years where I've, where I've worked in factories, where I work now, one power I've always had that I don't want, ever want to lose is the power to have some influence with management. Now, how did I wield this great power? I keep my mouth shut most of the time. I save my complaints for things that are legit, that are really important. I make sure I'm right. I'm not that guy complaining to him all the time. And there are there's those people that are constantly crying to the management about stuff. And you know what they do? They tune them out. They don't pay attention. They don't take that serious. But when a guy comes along, man, this guy, he, he works hard. He does right. He never complains. You know, you know, and then he's, they pay attention. And so that's how I've been able to get my way in some pretty big things before. I'm not constantly crying about stuff. I'm not constantly throwing out crazy things. I, I'm not doing that. And it gives a great power. It gives some legitimacy to what I say. So y'all just keep that in mind, all right? If you want to take somebody down, all right, you better make sure you never, ever lie. You better make sure you're 100% accurate. And if you want me to take part in that, if you want to declare me the judge of a situation that I did not ask to be the judge of, you better come to me with a perfect record. And so make sure you're right. Otherwise, just leave it alone. It's, it's, it's always the same individuals that are always just throwing out accusations. And I, I, don't listen to, I don't have to listen to those people. I'm not going to listen to people. They're dead to me when it comes to their opinion, when it comes to their accusations. I'm not going to listen to what they have to say. God hates a false witness that speaketh lies. God, it's an abomination to God who sows discord among the brethren. And if God can hate them, I can hate them too. And I, and I will, that's exactly what I'll do. So when people are convinced they're right, what they just, what they often do is they just start throwing everything in the kitchen sink at the person. All right, let's just throw everything at them, just hoping something sticks. 
And we see this in politics all the time. Where they just do, they, they just throw everything at the opponent. They accuse them of everything, just hoping something sticks. And then one thing sticks. One, one fall, oh, and then that justifies everything else they threw at him. No, all that false stuff you threw, it takes away the one thing that you got. Yeah, you did find one thing that it looks like you might be right on, but I'm sorry, I'm not going to listen to you because when you throw 20 things at somebody and they're all a lie and you, may, you accidentally got one thing to stick, I'm going to pay attention to the 20 lies versus the one truth that you got lucky with. You didn't prove it just it, it got lucky and it stuck. And so we got we gotta watch out for that. We need to be careful about receiving accusations. And look, in the world where you're trying to make me the judge, all right, if I'm gonna play in this fantasy world too, once again, I'm allowed to make some of these rules. And one if I don't want to receive the accusation, I don't have to. Okay? I've not been elected to judge of anything. The only thing I've been I'm the pastor of this church. I'm the pastor of this church. That, that's it. That's all I am. I'm the husband of my wife. I'm the leader of my home. So when it comes to those things, I'll judge those. But when people bring other stuff at me, they want to throw accusations and, and make me to be a judge. You know, I don't have to accept that responsibility. I'm not entitled to do that. I did not ask. I have not run for any office. And so I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be very careful about receiving an accusation. And I'm going to have to stop at this. We'll look at 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 19. 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 19. Oh, I didn't put it in my notes. I'm going to have to turn there. I got so much more scripture I was hoping to get to, but we'll have to, we'll have to save it for next week. Says against an elder, receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Okay, now why is this? Why is this different? You know, when specifically talking about an elder, why is it telling somebody not to receive an accusation, but before two or three witnesses? Why? Why the difference? Well, because first of all, it, receiving an accusation is a very serious business, and the higher up the individual is the more serious we should be about that accusation. You know why? Because it affects a lot of people. When it comes to politicians, these leaders, we should be very... The new, I wish the news media would be careful about the accusations they receive. I wish... You know, I wish news was evidence of wrongdoing. Not, I wish the, the news is... Today, it's all accusations. That's not news. Okay? Accusations are not news. Some woman saying, this guy's a pervert. He did this to me 30 years ago. That's not news. What's news is when there's evidence that says that he actually did it. That's news. An accusation is not news. And, when, and the higher up the, the person is, the more consequences there are. And, the, and the, the bigger problem it is if you hurt that person's name. Okay? We don't need accusations being thrown at me as a pastor of this church. It'll, it'll hurt the name of the church. It'll, it'll hurt the whole church. So we need, we need, it needs to be very serious and things need to be done privately. And so if you do, if you've got a problem, all right, if maybe somebody thinks they saw me doing something, you don't go post it on social media. You know what you do? You go and you get two or three witnesses that can be trusted. And you go and, hey, 
this is what I saw. And they're going to witness these things. And so we can make sure that, hey, you know, they can ask questions and we can see, is there any legitimacy to this? But no, people just immediately post stuff on social media because they're Americans, because that's how Americans do things. And those in high places affect a lot of people. And we've got to have those witnesses because this it is it's a big deal. Some things are so important that we get it right. One witness just isn't acceptable. We're not going to turn there in Deuteronomy 17, 6 and 7 talking about it. You know, it says they were not allowed to put somebody to death for one witness. Okay, for one witness, you do not put somebody to death. That's way too serious. Putting somebody to death is a big deal. And we cannot kill somebody because one person said, I saw them do this. I saw them do that. That's not good enough. We got to have two or three witnesses. Why? Because it's more important that we do justice than that we get the bad guy. It's like, well, so what do we do to get the bad guy? No, we've got to do things right. We've got to do things just. We, we, ought to stand, we ought to stand for things. We ought to stand for righteousness. We ought to stand against drug dealing. We ought to stand against false doctrine. We ought to stand against all those things. But understand that launching an attack on somebody, especially if they're innocent, that's not taking a stand. That's launching an attack. And, throw, and when you're going to attack somebody and have accusations... You better be right. And if you're right, accuse away. But if you're not right, shame on you. And when you get busted, you need to have the decency to go crawl under a rock and never come out. And unless, until you're ready to do that, you know what? Leave me out of it. Before you come to somebody uh, and accuse me or accuse somebody in this church about something, you come to me with that accusation. Boy, you better have proof you better be right and you better have enough guts to say, listen, if, if, you, like if you accuse somebody of something that would get them kicked out of this church and you bring that accusation to me and it turns out that you were wrong, you ought to have the decency to not even make us go through the motions of throwing you out of this church. You ought to leave because that, that's wicked to accuse somebody without proof. Suspicion is not proof. Okay? That, that's not proof. You've got to have proof. If you're suspicious, until you get hard evidence, you just keep it to yourself. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your eyes open, but keep your mouth shut. And the world would be a better place if people would do that and if they would practice that. And you know what? I don't expect to see it anytime soon from our government. I don't expect to see it anytime soon from the news media. I expect them to get worse and worse and to be more devilish and demonic and just reprobate as time goes on. But you know what? I expect God's people to practice some of these things. And so we're going to be preaching, continue preaching about righteous judgment because I don't want any part of this. And we've got to understand you're not going to learn about this in the public schools. You're not going to learn about this in most churches. You're, all right, but we're going to learn about it here and we're going to practice these things. And the last thing I want is a church full of tattletales. I, I hate tattletales. I, I, if something's legit, that, that's one thing. But are you ready to die for this? If you come to me, you know, next time somebody comes, I'm going to start doing that. Next time somebody comes to me with an accusation, are you willing to die for this stand? Now, I'm not going to kill you when, if, we've turned out, if it turns out you're a liar. But you will be dead to me. And when I say being dead to me, that means when it comes to accusations, I will never 
listen to your accusation again. Y'all understand that? Right, you, want, you want some power with me? Don't you ever falsely accuse anybody. I will never listen to your accusations again. Ever. Because I have spiritually killed you as a witness for being a false witness and you can never do it again. We don't physically do it, so I'll just I'll mentally do it in my mind. And I don't care how much proof you have next time, I'm not going to pay attention to it. And I hope y'all understand that. And I believe that's I believe that's righteous judgment right there. That's how that's how that's how I handle things. People don't like that, but you know what? When it comes to me, right here, my my kingdom, it's about five foot nine inches tall, you know, and so many inches wide. I don't know. And uh, you know, in my kingdom, we do our best to go by these rules. And so, when you put something on me in my kingdom, don't get mad at me when I'm using Old Testament biblical principles for how I handle these things. And I and don't be mad because I don't act like the rest of America. I use my American citizenship when I need to. Like, like Paul did. Paul invoked his Roman citizenship a few times, and that's fine. I'll do that when I need to uh, with our government. But at the same time, uh, I disassociate myself with the American way when it comes to how laws and things are handled, and I identify with this. And so I hope that was a help to you, and I hope that uh, I hope we will practice this in our church. And you know, nobody. I'm not mad at any, I'm not mad at anybody in here. I'm mad. I'm mad at our country. I am. I'm ticked at our country, and I want us to be different. I hope that was a help. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank You so much for Your Word. We thank You for these principles that You've given us to help us avoid some horrible mistakes, Lord. So many people's lives have been destroyed from rumors and gossip, dear God, and false accusations. And I pray, Lord, that we will have a hatred for that, that it will disgust us, that we will see it like You see it, as just wicked and abominable. And I pray You'll help us to do everything we can to stay as far away from that as possible. And You'll help us to judge righteous judgment. And in Your name we pray. Amen. Let's